cool, cool, cool. Gonna pull up my notes. I see. What what what's on the docket for tonight that you have notes for? Just like kid things that happens. Uh-huh. Also, I'm supposed to make note that I called um, Desposito Despacho in the I last did, podcast. I, I did catch that <laughs> while I was editing it. Yes. Yeah. So, well, we'll lead off with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. I'm ready when you are. Do you want to do the clappy thing? Yeah. But if you're not ready, we don't want to waste our clap. You're just like you are all about the clap. You really it's like is it like your favorite part of the it show? It is my favorite part of the podcast. It's, it's not the, you, Mike, it's the clap. It's the clap. <laughs> <laughs> the sinking of this audio at the That's beginning. Right. Clap. Not the any other kind of clap. No. Oh. Because I'm probably definitely going to use that in the intro. So <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Lehman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I I could have saved it in editing with that gap, but you ruined it. I did. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Just start from the top, man. You've you've ruined it. You've ruined it. Hey everybody and welcome out to Oh I did it again. That's what I did last week. Welcome out to welcome Barbecue out. Round Two. Welcome out. Hello everyone and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Ladman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to shit. <laughs> Mike, this is the twenty-sixth episode, man. <laughs> this should just be rolling off the tongue at this point. <laughs> Ah. Mm. I'm centering myself. Yes, focus. Focus. Okay. I'm not doing the whole damn thing again. Uh, we certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. How are you, sir? Good, Mike. My stopwatch for this show is completely ruined, though, <laughs> with all those false starts and stuff that we had. I'm going to blame it. I'm going to blame it on Daylight Savings Time, because today is the first day, the day we're recording, after Daylight Savings Time has taken effect. That's losing an hour of sleep. I'm a tired boy. That's true. Or you know what? To be honest, I found this year Daylight Savings Time didn't affect me as much because of the whole baby situation that we found ourselves in. No, both Laura and I were wrecks today. Really, eh? Savings time. I left later than normal to go to work because I woke up and I'm and I was just moving so slow that I'm like I'm not catching my bus in time. So I went and caught the next bus instead. And Laura, she was in the same boat. She's dragging her heels all morning. You know who wasn't? William. William was on the ball. His schedule of how he spends his morning did not differ. It was like, because normally he wakes up around 7.38 and then he feeds and then we have some fun with him. And then like he goes and he goes into like his bouncy thing and then he has a nap at around 10 o'clock and then he naps to about 11.30. None of that changed today. None so, of it. So even with the adjusted time, he was still like 7.30 today's time. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was so weird that our baby handled daylight savings way better than either of his parents. Oh, that's, that is crazy. Yeah. Like, Ben Ben did his whole routine, but everything was basically pushed back about an hour, you know, yep. give or take, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. William did yeah. not miss a beat. He was on time. It's like that baby, you can set your watch to him. I, 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 <laughs> well, that's a, a good thing to know about children. Well, or at least if your you're child. lucky. If yeah, you're yeah, lucky. That's right. They could be a complete mess. You never know, right? We find that, that he stays on target between his, his wake up in the morning to the end of his first nap. And then from lunchtime until about 8 p.m., it's a total crapshoot on whether or not he's going to be cranky or, or, or take a lot of naps or anything like that. And then around 8 o'clock, it's feed, 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 and then he goes to bed. <laughs> it's just like, I've had enough of this shit. You just yep. chug back him and just uh, pass out. Yeah. Yep. That's basically yeah. all it takes. So. Future alcoholic in the making, I think, Mike. That's what it sounds like to me. You're putting a lot of pressure on that baby. Like, that just doesn't need to be <laughs> Pressure, <there>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you better become an alcoholic. We predicted it. <laughs> and we are notoriously good at predictions. Yes, we are the best, as referenced in episode 25. So this is episode 26 of the podcast. We've continued past the 25-episode hump, and uh, we're still going. There was part of me that was like, we're going to make it to a milestone and then fall apart. Because that's what happened with my old podcast. We made it to a milestone and then just fell right off the way. Yeah, because you, you made it to the mountain. What's the point of, you know, climbing the next one, right? You got yeah. to the peak. Exactly. Once we get past 100 episodes, if we can keep things going, then we'll do a lot better than I, my last podcast. But, <laughs> well, that's good. I, that's good. So did you get up to anything fun this weekend there, Mike? <sighs> this weekend... It's funny because we talked about this last week on the show as well. This weekend was the weekend of canceled plans. Like, so obviously I've mentioned on the show before that William, you know, he's got, we got to be very protective of him when it comes to illness. And every night this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we had plans with someone and all three nights were canceled because someone in the, the, the opposite party was sick. Oh no. And you should know because you were one of those parties. Yeah, we ruined your Saturday. It was Friday, actually. Friday. We ruined your Friday. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to go out for burritos, I think, was yes. what I was told. And they were delicious because we went anyway. And oh. it was fantastic. <laughs> but we'll wait a way to postpone the plans a week or anything like that. <laughs> well, we can go again. We can go again. Okay, okay. And then Saturday, we had some friends that I used to work with who were going to come meet William and... And they did not end up coming. And then on Sunday, we had one of Laura's old coworkers want to swing by with her husband. And we actually missed their wedding because William was of uh, William's birth. Not It's funny because we, we originally told her when she invited us to the wedding, we're like, we're, we're going to put this out there at the beginning. Your wedding is a week before our baby's due date. There's a strong chance that we will not be there. And then sure enough... He comes super early and we still weren't able to go to the wedding because he was like still at the hospital at the time. So in the end, we did miss her wedding. Like we said, we probably were going to, but just not for the reasons we thought. But this was the first time we were going to see her after her wedding. And then her husband got sick and we canceled. This again, yeah. So, you know what? I think it's just there's got to be something going around because half my office has got a cold or something. And the same with the curling club. Everybody's got some sort of like sniffle right yeah I, it's just just that time of year i guess yeah i'm waiting for cold and flu season to go away and then when it's gone i can start seeing friends again it'll be nice <laughs> it'd be really good yeah. well we uh, we managed to make it out to see captain marvel this weekend mike 
Oh, really? That's how right. How was it? It was, it was good. We won't go into the full review until, you know, you see it. Yes, because so, I you know. definitely did not see it. No, that's right. So we'll no. wait a couple episodes for that. But it was good. I was just, like I was just saying to you before the show, if I were to place it somewhere, I would place it kind of at the top of sort of the middle tier Marvel movies or the bottom of the top tier. Like, it was a good movie, but it wasn't my favorite. It um, was B plus? Yeah, it was just a solid B plus movie, and... Like, it wasn't because of any of the acting or anything like that. It, to me, it suffered from the same thing that Captain America, the first one, did. And that was just basically, you know, there, you're, there was never a point in time when you were, like, truly worried about the hero not being able to make it all the way through or anything like that. You know, like, there's there's so infallible that there's no, like suspense, if that makes any sense to you. Oh, so it's like the Superman syndrome where you like know that that they're going to be fine because like nothing stops them kind of. Yeah, thing? exactly. That's exactly that kind of syndrome. Yeah. It's, okay. But it I didn't thought, ruin the movie or anything like that. Still a good, still a really good movie. But I, th- uh, I thought what you were going to say was you felt like there was no stakes because it took place in the past and we know that they're around in the future. So he like... Obviously, Captain Marvel is not going <laughs> to die if if Captain Marvel is going to be in Avengers Endgame. At least that's the theory. I haven't seen Captain Marvel. Maybe there's an enormous curveball coming my way when I finally do go see it. And Avengers Endgame is not going to have Captain Marvel. There's yeah, just be I'd, like- I'd be surprised about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we left uh, Ben with my parents throughout this whole ordeal. And it was really funny. So we got home and my dad... Uh, kind of greets us at the door and he's like man yeah he was really easy you know he, he napped when he's supposed to nap and ate when he's supposed to eat and he didn't even have his diaper like the line was blue on the diaper the entire time and it was like well oh, wait no. wait a second line was blue it's like yeah that you know because that's what it was you know when we got him it's like no that means it's wet <laughs> so <laughs> we pull off like the most saturated diaper of all oh, time God. but luckily no leaks or anything like that but that's it was just good. so funny just like how proud he was about the fact that he'd never had to change the diaper. And it's like, oh, dear God. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are out of practice, just a little bit. It sounds like your parents need to go back to like a parenting class. They they should have come to the class with us, right? That's true. I mean, we are are days away from having a third Blonsky grandchild, so. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, because your your sister was supposed to be due at the beginning. No, end of March, beginning of April, right? It, no, so it's it's this big whole thing, but basically sometime between March 6th and March like 14th or something like that. The reason there's such a gap is I think the actual due date is like the 14th, but she was measuring like really big and that kind of stuff, so they they thought she could go really early, but as mm. it turns out, they were wrong. <laughs> so, we're still waiting, but yeah, literally literally any day now. We'll have another little cousin for Ben, so. That's good. Yeah. I'm sure it's exciting for you guys. It is exciting. Yeah, it's too bad that she's uh, kind of out in the London area. It makes it a little harder to get to, but uh, we're definitely going to make effort to get up there. Well, that's exciting, but something that's exciting for me that I still never have time to do is video games. Uh-huh. And, I, and I actually finally got some time this weekend to to play because of all these canceled plans i finally got to put some decent time i probably put about an hour and a half over the entire weekend into assassin's creed Whoa, Odyssey. that's not bad that's not yes bad. i'm having some fun i'm having some fun i'm enjoying my time i'm still kind of debating whether i should play something a little less open world 
so that I could kind of have an experience that lasts maybe eight hours and then I'm done with it and then move right. on to something else. But I just really like the Assassin's Creed games. But, you know, you know me. I like my video games. Actually, I ended up giving some gaming advice to, to a listener of the podcast. Someone, well, Aaron, who's written into the show, had some questions about which Lego game for the Switch would be pretty good. And they asked about the Lego Harry Potter collection. Yep. So I said, I've played it and I've enjoyed it. I actually bought the Lego Harry Potter collection for Laura for was either her birthday or Christmas. It was, it was, it whenever it had just come out. Cause it's, they did a, a re, a re-release of the Lego Harry Potter collection. The originals came out on PlayStation 2, like years ago. Oh, okay. I mean, I mean PlayStation 2. Oh, like, I never realized it was that old. But I guess, yeah, Harry Potter has been a long time now. <laughs> well, maybe. I think it may be. I think the first few games are on PlayStation 2, and then the later games are on PlayStation 3. Well, either but, way, it's an older generation of, either uh, way, of game, yeah. yeah. Either way, older game, but they, they've remastered it and stuck it together in a collection and re-released them on the current consoles. So she asked if that was a good one to play. And I said that I enjoyed it. This is we, I played it with Laura. And we abandoned it because Laura doesn't like to, to go back to anything anymore. So at some point, I, I'll finish Harry Potter. I don't know. But I suggested, because I quite like the Marvel, the Lego Marvel games, any of the superhero games, even the DC ones, any of those games, if you, you can't go wrong with them because there's always like 300 characters in them and they all have so many different superpowers. There's right. so much to do, like so much different in those games like you can be the speedy guy you can be the dude that shoots lasers out of his eyes you can fly you can huck boats at people as a really strong dude you know that kind of stuff that's why i really like those games and usually those ones have a nice open world element to them where you can run around like new york city and like solve crimes and stuff and and the lego harry potter one it's open world in the sense that you can between levels run around hogwarts but it's not there's not like this one big open hub that you can run around and have fun in. Uh, right. That's that said, I have not played either the new Lego movie one. Like the there's Lego they did one for the new Lego movie. Oh, I have that one. You have that game? It's good for PS4. Yeah, it is a good oh, game. Oh, there you go. Enjoying it then. So you could have been you could have answered this question. Yeah, but you're the Lego expert, Mike. That's the only <laughs> one I've played. I I've only played the one, so that's true. I do have a few of the the superhero ones. Yeah, like I have I have Lego Marvel superheroes. That was the, that was the first Lego game that I got. Actually, was Lego Marvel superheroes, and then I have Lego Marvel Avengers, Lego Dimensions, which is the one that has actual Lego pieces that come with it. Right. And like, if you want to buy any of the DLC, you actually have to go out and buy actual Lego collections. So like, the cheapest DLC pack to get is is like forty dollars. Damn. Yeah. Forty dollars, and and you get like an hour level out of it. Yeah, that's wild. But but you're paying for the Lego, right? So that's you know. But it's all based on like properties, like Back to the Future is one. Like you can do Back to the Future or as as a Lego game, which is really weird. Ghostbusters. You can also do Jurassic the Lego Jurassic World. That one was really fun. I really liked that game. And because I mean, really, it's me. I like Jurassic sure, Park. Sure, yeah, you're I a like, sucker for everything Jurassic Park. <laughs> I like dinosaurs. Yeah. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, the first Jurassic Park, may or may not 
it is my favorite movie of all time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was all about playing Lego versions of that movie. And also you get to be the dinosaurs. And, you know, what's wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing right. is it's, wrong with It's win, win, win. That's a triple win. Exactly. So there is no shortage of great Lego games out there to play. I will throw this caveat out there. They can get repetitive. Because, I mean, you know, there, there's only so much to it. They're, they're games... For yeah. you know, but the, but they're meant for like a younger audience and stuff. Yeah, too, like right? they, yeah. they're they're accessible to little kids. So like, you know, you can. It's like it's funny because they take movies that that are a little more adult and they kind of rejig the cutscenes so that they're more family friendly, right? Stuff like that, like Jurassic Park. The you know the lawyer in Jurassic Park gets yes. eaten sitting on the toilet. Yeah, that doesn't happen. He just <laughs> he just. He just roars at him, and then the lawyer runs away. Yeah, runs into the forest. Oh, well, how nice. How yeah. nice. Yeah, and then, like, later he shows up again in the credits, because it's like, oh, look, he, he did not get eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Well, I also, I think Aaron referenced the fact that we were talking about the Terrible Twos last week and mentioned that uh, her and her friends call the three, when they hit three-year-olds, they become three-nagers. Oh, okay. I've yeah, heard that so something that's even more fun to look forward to. An ominous yeah. warning from from the viewers. It's good to know. Like, I've heard before that there are, are periods of times when your babies are, like, your kids are the best, and then it's, oh, now they're crap, and now they're the best again. Like, <laughs> the, and then they're crap again. Say. Is there ever a point in time when kids are good? Like, everything is all this ominous, you know, dark clouds, thunderstorms approaching. It's like... When they're 18, maybe, you know? Well, well, right now, I mean, we got these babies that are just super cute and everything they do is nice and fun. And like, what's the worst thing that your baby's doing right now? Like pooping on you, maybe throwing up on you? Like, yeah, I would say something like that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, your baby's not running up your your internet bills or anything like that, or <laughs> yeah. or, or telling you that you suck. Yeah, you well, know, there's no more of those, like... I don't uh, want to go to bed! No, Ben, you're this, There's bed. no more of those, like, 1-900 numbers anymore either, is there? Like, where they can phone and talk to their spiritual guide or any of that crap? The, the Nintendo Power Tip line or anything yeah. like that? I like that you went to Nintendo Power Tip line and, like, spiritual guidance, Yeah, and I'm like... No, they shouldn't not. I'm pretty sure they don't show those commercials anymore. Because <laughs> I'm, yeah, I, I'm not as night. depraved as you are, Mike. That's yes. that's the big difference. Yeah, I used to watch a lot of Fox. Ah, okay. So that stuff was on because Jerry Springer used to be on. I, I remember Jerry Springer used to be on at like ten o'clock at night, and I would watch that, and that's where all those commercials would show up. And then they moved it to like three in the afternoon because. That yes, made sense. It's quality, wholesome television. Yeah, Jerry Springer. I haven't seen that in forever. I do laugh that I do remember that, like, Jerry Springer, I don't even know if it's even on anymore, but I remember that Maury just kind of overnight morphed into Jerry Springer. Yeah, I do remember that Maury used to be, like, a legit television show. Or not, well, I guess as legit as talk shows come. But, yeah, yeah. then I remember all of a sudden it was like, you're not the father. And I went, oh, oh okay, this is what the yeah, show's about now? It's all about, like, not being the father and yeah. being, like, dirtbag boyfriends that cheat and stuff. Yeah, it turned into more, I guess that's what paid the big bucks. Yeah. I, I always remember Jenny Jones would send troubled teens to boot camp. Do you, do you ever remember Jenny no, Jones? No, I, I never really watched much of the daytime stuff. I watched Jenny Jones because it was the lead-in for Price is Right. 
Oh, okay. You know, so days where you're homesick from school, it was like, I'm going to watch Jenny Jones, and then I'm going to watch Price is Right, because that's what you do when you're home from school sick. My my lunchtime hour was Leave it to Beaver and The Price is Right, because I I always used to walk home for lunch, right? Because the school was literally a minute away from my parents' house. And so, yeah, you'd, you'd get to watch The Price is Right. And then you get to watch most of Leave It to Veer, but you never got to see the actual end of the show because you had to sprint back to class. Right. Yeah. You never learned any of the lessons. No. No. You all I know is that you problems. just be a little a little devil and everyone loves you the next day. <laughs> that explains so much about your life. Now. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's going to explain so much about Ben because I've heard, you know, your kids are your, are your, your kid is like revenge. The universe is revenge on uh, what you were like to your parents as a kid. Because that's what my my parents keep saying all the time is like my brother apparently was was the you know the terror and and his his son, my my parents are like, oh there's so much of young Tim in Finch. Oh no. So so so, yeah Yeah. like you you just see the the mischievous grin when he's like doing things that you're like, Finch don't do that and he just keeps doing it. Like the, the cat on the table pushing the glass off the edge. Yeah, that's what I think. Basically, basically that's that, that, that kind of stuff. That's funny. Yeah, my parents were really hopeful that Ben would be an absolute like screaming baby because apparently that's what I was for the first couple months. But then, ironically enough, we took like because my mom kept a really detailed baby book and stuff, you know, so what our weights were and when we got our shots and blah 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 blah. And so we were looking at our weights, and like for the first two months of my life, I basically didn't gain any weight. And it's like, maybe I was crying because I was hungry all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, let's see how much I weighed and how much Ben weighed. It's like, why did I not gain any weight? Why was I 10 pounds from birth until two months old? It's like, oh, yeah, man. okay. I think I get yeah. it now. Well, and, and now the blue stripe. The blue stripe, the backwards diaper from an earlier pot. Yeah, it's all yeah, making it's, sense now. The pieces are falling into. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay, well, here's something that you're saying. You're saying you're like your mom keeping the, the diary. Yeah. Reminded me of when Laura moved out of her parents' house, her mom gave us three boxes, like three huge boxes of keepsakes that she kept of Laura. Okay. And some of them were like her books from kindergarten, like notebooks that she'd written and and like drawings that she had and stuff like that. And, and you know, some there was some like baby stuff. And the one thing that we were all like, oh, what the hell, was there was a manila envelope full of Laura's baby teeth in it. Oh, that's a little weird. Yeah, so it was kind of like, oh, what, what do we do with the teeth? Like, <laughs> you know, a little necklace. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere, I'm assuming it's still here somewhere because I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we didn't throw any of that stuff out. That yeah. Somewhere in the house, Laura's baby teeth are lying around. Well, when if if William ever goes through his little goth phase, you know, you're gonna find all of a sudden he's gonna have them like strung up around his neck or some sort of earring thing. Right. It's like, where the hell did you find those teeth? Oh, oh those are mine. Because well, he doesn't have any yet. Although no, Laura yet. keeps Laura keeps checking. Laura keeps checking to see if he's got teeth yet. He's it, he's. It sorry. feels early. I said it feels real early for teeth. Yeah, I, I think so. She, he's definitely doing a lot of like sucking on his hand and kind yeah. of biting on his hand. And something that we did to kind of protect his hand 
is we bought these gloves. I cannot remember for the life of me what they're called, but they are they're gloves with rubber hands. Like the oh, fingers we, are. We have the same one, a munchmit. That's it. It's a munchmit. Yeah. And we got him two. We got him one for each hand because he's, you know, when it comes to, to, to eating his hands, he's completely ambidextrous. He's not favoring his right or his left. He, he shoves both of them in there. So we got him two of these gloves. And it might have been a little overzealous because he doesn't care at all. Like, we put the gloves on him, <laughs> and then we try to, like, put it in his mouth, and he doesn't care. Yeah, because it's try. not the hand taste. Now he's tasting yeah. silicone, yeah. Yeah. The best, the best that we've been able to do is I have held the glove and shoved it in his mouth, and he's been – he's had at it then. But otherwise, he's like, I don't care. Like, this yeah. isn't, that, this isn't so, my hand. That's so funny. We put the glove on Ben's favorite spatula. And then put it in. <laughs> the spatula, man. The, the spatula. spatula glove. And all of a sudden, that glove was much more appealing, though. That's too funny. Yeah. Okay. What do we have that we can shove the glove on? I don't think we yeah. have anything. Like I don't know spatula. why we even did. I think it was just there. It's like, okay. <laughs> oh <my laughs> it all kind of lines up. Have you He's... guys started uh, letting him taste food yet? Laura... Got him to try her coconut ice cream at one point. Okay. But she didn't, she gave him so little that he did not even like acknowledge it. Oh, okay. Like, she like okay. put it in his mouth and he was just, he just stared back at her. Like, you know, oh, she just okay. like poked him in the face or something. But yeah, we're, um, we're starting, we're not feeding him food yet, but certainly I think he's gotten more interested in it. So yeah, like, uh, I've given him like a little dab of ice cream, you know, just to taste on the lips. And you can tell he kind of like he's tasting it. He's, he's like smacking his tongue and smacking his lips. And then today I let him uh, try one of my my pepperettes, <laughs> like a hot pepper. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he seemed OK <laughs> with one. it. That's what I teethed on was was pepperoni sticks and stuff. So but were they hot ones? Well, I don't know. Apparently, my par- my parents probably just dipped it in hot sauce before they even gave it to me. Who knows? Well, no. Apparently, your parents didn't feed you anything. As, as <laughs> That's true. All there was was the pepperettes. I had to eat them or I was dying. Yeah. Speaking of things that were very hot, how about that hot pay-per-view last night? Fastlane, WWE Fastlane. Did you see that? <laughs> it's a good thing you clarified Fastlane because hot yes. pay-per-view could be pay-per-view. something totally different. Definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, based off of what we were talking about with 900 numbers earlier. You know, yeah, you know, that's right. This is a real raunchy know. episode. I might have it's, to mark it as explicit. I, <laughs> I, it's, it's funny that like we still call them pay-per-views, even though they're not really pay-per-views anymore. Like they're just you watch them on the WWE Network stream. Yeah, like, that's right. It's like they just haven't come up with another name for them. No, know. it's a good name, though. It signifies that it's important. But yes, I did watch it. I did watch it. What were your impressions on it? Well, did you watch the whole thing? Did you watch it in one go, or did you... I, I watched the whole show. I did not watch the pre-show, however. Okay. I, so I watched the whole show, just not the uh, not the early stuff. I did. I watched the pre-show. I watched the pre-show on my phone while I was folding laundry and putting sheets on my bed. Okay. So that's... It was so you, very you gave it a half attention. I gave half attention. Uh, most of the first match I missed because we were giving uh, William a bath. But, I mean, we saw the ending of that match, so we know the important thing yeah. that happened in it. But we, we took a break because it's Big Brother Canada time. Big Brother Canada time is now. So, Laura, because she can't she can't handle spoilers, even though she, like, looks them up herself. Like, uh, Yeah, you can watch it after the pay-per-view. 
or at that's like three I, o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, that, they, that actually, you know, I have a funny story about that. But Laura, she doesn't want to know spoilers on what happens on the show, but she'll read live feed spoilers all over the place. Like I'll I'll be sitting there. And the episode will happen, and it'll be like, all right, everyone, it's time for the head of household competition, where we're going to figure out the new head of household. And and then Laura's like, it's funny that Phil wins, and then he puts up, so you know, Sarah and Jesse. And I'm like, what? 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 Yeah, gee, I don't, gee thanks. Yeah, I don't read the live feed spoilers. Thanks thanks for that. Yeah. But, but she never wants to know who goes home. She wants to see that live. But... So so it came down to last night. She's like, "Well, we got to watch Big Brother Canada." So we took a we took a uh, most of an hour break because we we let it run until it was maybe three quarters of the way done, and then fast forwarded through all the commercials. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, we took about a forty minute break from the pay per view and then caught up and then missed the ending. But right. anyway, but uh, we ended up catching it again. So I so what was uh, match of the night for you? Match of the night. Um, I I I would say that I really enjoyed the the WWE title match. Yeah, Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens and the sudden addition of uh, Mustafa, uh, Mustafa Ali. Ali yeah. Yes, I really like Mustafa Ali. I, I was saying to Tiff, he's like Sub Zero meets Jericho meets Seth Rollins. <laughs> okay, like, I see it. I combined see it. all three of them together. Yeah, but he's he, he was really good. I I actually thought he stole. Stole the show in that match. Personally. There was some crazy things. He's very good at getting kicked off of things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Selling is a very important part of wrestling. That's for sure. Yes. So he, I mean, that top rope drop kick that sent him into the crowd. Almost. Yeah, that was nuts. And then that high knee he took in the middle of like a body press. That was ridiculous, too. The yeah. way that match ended was phenomenal. And the best part was Laura was on her phone trying to watch the live feeds of big brother so but <laughs> not, actually not a true wrestling fan well you know multitasking yeah but it's it's funny that you mentioned watching big brother at like three in the morning laura tried to watch the live feeds last night while she was doing her 3 a.m breast pump yeah and sure enough i guess it's too early nobody cares everyone was asleep it was just shots of everyone sleeping and then when she did her her 7 a.m breast pump only the one guy was awake and talking to himself and nothing he had to say was interesting. <laughs> so sounds, sounds, but thrilling, anyway, Mike. match of the night for me was the shield, the shield versus, you know, Baron Corbin and his buddies. I, I know it was, it was just like a standard shield match. We haven't seen them forever. They're far and away. Like my favorite sort of grouping of, of characters and stuff on the show. Plus, I have, you know, my love affair with Dean Ambrose, who may or may not be leaving the, the right. company. And yeah, it was great. It was classic shield. It had everything, right? It had Dean getting beat up for five minutes, Seth jumping off something crazy, and then Roman coming back for the big old spear and Superman punch. So it was perfect. It was exactly everything you needed it to be, right? I thought it was kind of weird to make that the main event. I, I just, agree. I agree. Just because, like... Nothing, there's nothing of it that is important. Like, at the end of the day, when that match is over, you know, Seth has a match already for the title at WrestleMania, so nothing changed there. Yeah. Nobody won or lost a title, and at the end of the day, Dean Ambrose is still, or still not, leaving, right? Yeah. So, 
no, the, there was literally no stakes to, to for the match. And then at the same time, like, sure, the the last match, this is funny. This is something that Al posted. Or Al, who we know, who is a big wrestling fan who, who went to high school with us, he posted this on Twitter. There is no way that the Shield is going to lose in a match against the th- the grouping of three random bad guys like just yes i, I agree yeah. i 100 percent agree so so going into that match there are no stakes and there's no way they're gonna lose i mean i missed the end of the episode because of the the, the pvr cutoff i looked up what happened online and but even when it cut i was like I feel like I could probably guess what was going to happen and how the rest of the show is going to go. Yeah. And then we watched it and that was exactly what happened. But it was still worth every minute of it. It was still great, Mike. You right. got to just love it, right? I don't know. I was never like I like the guys in the shield individually, but like I was never a big like shield guy. Oh, like, remember what you were saying about how the podcast might end after we hit a certain milestone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I do. I agree with everything you said. But yeah, it was just nice to see them all back together because I, I am a huge shield mark. So do you think th- th- so the one thing that was different with the shield match this time especially with Dean Ambrose, is they mentioned the fact that he is not going to be with the company anymore and he has not re-signed his contract about 500 times during the match. So do you think it's been a work all along? Do you think they're doing that just to hype up the match? Or do you think it's, you know, just they're legitimately warning people that, yeah, this is it. You know, this is the, the last time ever. I feel like he's not leaving. Like, I feel like it's a work just because like WWE has a real habit of like, if the real news gets out there, they do not acknowledge it. They don't like perfect example is WrestleMania 20. When Brock fought Goldberg for the first time, it was very widely known that Goldberg and Brock were both leaving at the end of that match. Like, right. And the the crowd shit all over it, and they never really mentioned it. Like they were like, "Oh well, the crowd doesn't seem to be a big fan of either of these two competitors." Meanwhile, like it's because they're leaving. That's exactly why. Yeah, people are upset about it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, they tend to not acknowledge when people are leaving. Like, I mean, I'm trying to think of a good, another good example that, of somebody that we know is leaving. What well, well, did they do with CM Punk, right? When CM Punk left the arena after beating John Cena and, and yeah. left the arena with the the um, the title, and basically the whole big thing was that he, you know, his contract expired tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. Although so. the funny thing was, is I did hear from him he, when he did that Colt Cabana podcast. He apparently he said something to the effect of like they didn't have a new deal in place until like hours before the show. So his, as much as the plan was, is he was going to sign a new contract and continue on up until like the, the actual show, like he still didn't have a contract. Right. An element of fiction. I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to remember a podcast from like four years ago, (laughs) but, but Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. What do you, how do you feel they've been handling the Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch situation? I, I'm going to go first. 
I, I do not like how they've been kind of positioning Becky as like this sort of crazy underdog story. You know, like she made her name. Ba- well, basically, she became super popular when she did like that raw takeover thing with Team SmackDown and kind of portrayed herself as this like ridiculous badass. And yeah. now they're positioning her as like some sort of beat up Tiny Tim sort of character who just well, comes back and is like resilient and all that type of stuff. It's funny because I see a lot of people talking about how they're recycling the Stone Cold storyline. Right. But I feel like they've stopped recycling the Stone Cold storyline and they're recycling the Daniel Bryan Yeah, 100%. But it's like, but she's not, she was never popular because she was this underdog. She was popular because she was a, you know, more of a Stone Cold character, right? Just kick ass, take names, and I'm going to do it my way. And I don't know. I just, I don't like this sort of, injury angle thing that they're doing it just it feels like they're betraying the character a little bit right right and at the same time whatever the story they're telling with kofi is almost the exact same story where it's like oh yeah it's time for them to finally get their shot oh we're just gonna screw them out of it yeah and they're doing it a hundred times better with kofi i well the the thing is is they're doing it literally this like both storylines have literally had Mr. McMahon come out and go, that's not the match we're going to have. We're going to have this match instead in both stories. Yeah. What do you think they're doing with the, the Vince McMahon character? Like, is he just sort of like this old guy who decides, Oh, I'm just going to do it my way now. Like, are are they playing up this angle? I don't know. I don't even know. Cause I mean, I don't, again, I don't, we've talked about on the show before i don't get to see the weekly episodes so i don't see a lot of the stuff so most of what i see of what's happened is either in youtube replays or of what we saw last night at fast lane yeah so like i have no idea how they're really portraying him i if from what i recall he was off tv for like two years or three years long time yeah like he he shows up maybe once a year and now he's back every week and just being like oh i'm gonna screw over becky and i'm gonna screw over kofi and like yeah well that's exactly it right they basically made the storyline long story short is that you know we've we've heard how everybody hates how wwe is going and the McMahons of all people are going to now step in and fix the problem and you're going to see a bunch of change and a bunch of this and a bunch of that and then all of a sudden now you got like this geriatric Vince McMahon character who's just like no I'm going to do it my way and do it the old fashioned way so unless this is some sort of like long con you know where they eventually boot Vince and you know Triple H or whatever takes over I, I, I don't know I don't know what they're doing exactly yeah. Like it, it's not awful, but it's it's just weird, is what it is. Either way, I'm still excited to see both matches. I would have preferred if the match had stayed Ronda versus Becky and Charlotte not be in it. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's not, I don't have anything against Charlotte, but I was looking forward to Ronda versus Becky. Yeah, and yeah, and, and I agree. I, I just think it's not going to be quite as hot, like in terms of like the crowd. I don't think they're going to be as excited about it as maybe they were a month ago, right? It just feels yeah. like WWE instead of you know making making it crazier, they're kind of calming everybody down. You know, I, I don't know. They're not yeah. fanning the flames. One thing that I will say of things that happened at Fastlane was the WrestleMania storyline that I was dead wrong about, but not completely. I basically called what was going to happen, but 
in the entire exact opposite direction. Okay. Uh, and that would be what's going on with The Miz and Shane McMahon. Oh, yes. That weird so, storyline, yeah. So I've been saying since basically the Royal Rumble is that they were going to turn on each other and that was going to be the match at WrestleMania. It was Miz versus Shane. Except I had it the other way around where it would be Miz that freaked out and attacked Shane. And then last night at Fastlane, Shane freaks out and attacks Miz and, you know, slaps his dad around, which was like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I did like the the uh, the line by Elias where he was like, if that's what your father looks like, I feel bad for your future. Like right. that was that was good. But I knew that's where that was going. But I completely had the dynamics flipped. I was I was reading I think a Reddit post or something, and it was basically saying that there's no universe that can exist where both Daniel Bryan and The Miz are both heels or both faces. So that's right. why they flipped Miz to the, be the good guy, and Daniel Bryan's now the bad guy. I still feel like we never got the Daniel Bryan Miz blow off. Oh, com- that- completely agree. Yeah, like they 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 had those stupid tag matches with their wives, and that was supposed to end it. Like that that was such a well built feud over years, and then even before we knew Brian was coming back, and then it was just like, oh, we did nothing. With yeah, it. and it was it was a natural build, right? It's the same Becky Lynch thing. It was the characters themselves got themselves, you know, whatever heat or whatever thing they needed. And then WWE saw it and was like, oh, okay, we'll drive from here. And then kind of drove it into the ditch, right? I I completely agree. The blow or the the payoff was was nothing. It was not a good payoff. Yeah. So WrestleMania then, that's the next pay-per-view. Yep. The big match, I think the one you're looking forward to the most, obviously, is is Rousey versus Becky. And Charlotte. And Charlotte, yes, Charlotte. I'm Charlotte, sorry. I think that'll be I think that'll be pretty good. I'm if they finally pull the trigger, which I don't see why they wouldn't, on Kofi versus Brian, that's gonna be an amazing match. Yeah, that'll be good too. I really would like to see Kofi come out to his old music just for like shits and giggles. <laughs> yeah. Like bust out the old SOS and have him do the stupid clap thing where the fireworks shoots up. I yeah. mean but they'll do something where they like shoot giant pancakes out of a gun or something. I'm sure because, the uh, I'm sure like the little video package before the match will be amazing. Like you'll probably oh, get yeah. all that in the video package. Like Definitely. if there's one thing that WWE is awesome at, it's like the pre-match hype package. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're fantastic jobs of all of them. I would like to see who Samoa Joe and Finn Balor are fighting. Yeah, because I I'm big fans of both of those guys. They both got respective titles for shows and i i just hope that it's not like oh shit we got nothing to do with these guys uh triple threat finn <laughs> yeah, mallory throw them all in yeah yeah finn mallory versus bobby lashley versus drew mcintyre done yeah like, like, just watch that will be the match that will be. be the wrestlemania match there's my prediction right there <laughs> finn mallory versus drew mcintyre versus Bobby Lashley, because I don't know what else. They'll throw Baron Corbin in there, too, if it's a four. Yeah, he'll be the manager or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, shoot. I was just thinking, um, do you think they'll do, are Bailey and Sasha going to have a tag team match at WrestleMania? Probably. I I expect it. Maybe it'll be against the Iconics. They heavily teased that during the pre-show. Oh, um, maybe, yeah. But I would like to see, like, I hope Kevin Owens does something really neat. I'm curious if they're going to keep doing this, like, face Kevin Owens, which is unusual. 
Yeah. Especially, especially guy for a guy who has like an evil tattoo. Like well, he's such tattoo. a good bad guy. That's the problem. It's like the Miz. Like Miz is such a good bad guy. It's strange to see him as the good guy. Yeah. Like the fact that he's even during his promos and stuff during Fastlane, they kept making comments like, is this really Kevin Owens? Like, is he lying? Like somebody straight up called Kevin Owens a liar last night on commentary. <laughs> it was like, I don't believe for a second that he's actually being truthful about whether or not he really wants to, you know, stop Daniel Bryan or whatever. Like I did enjoy the, like Laura was like super into the fact that Daniel Bryan is now like, the the guy who's like fighting for the planet yeah stuff. captain and that, planet yeah yeah and that like his um his jumbotron now has the 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 recycle symbol in it and stuff like that <laughs> yeah so she told me about that and she also told me about how like if you go to on reddit to our picks almost every single post on our picks right now is of people posting like beaches with all the trash cleaned up oh it's, yes yeah i've seen that so because somebody started like this trash tag hashtag and now, like, apparently everybody just wants that sweet, sweet cleaning up the trash on the beach karma. But <laughs> well, at least that's for a good reason, though. It is. I mean, may- maybe some people are like, I should actually clean up some trash. And maybe some people are just like, no, I want that that sweet, sweet karma. And yeah. just doing it for the Reddit points. Did you really like, do a good deed if there's no photo evidence of you doing it? That's true. That's true. Well, speaking out of uh, getting rid of some trash, how about we end this episode? And uh, (laughs) that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at Part-Time Nerds, FullTimeDads.com, as well as on your, uh, my microphone is actually covering my script. I can barely. Oh, Mike, you're just just a mess today. It's daylight savings. Daylight Savings. You can follow along on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, and your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at part-time nerds, full-time dads.com, or you can reach us on Twitter or Facebook like Erin did with her Lego question and Terrible 2 question at PT Nerds FT Dads as the username on either of those services. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice from people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Ta-ta. With the hand wave. Can you include the hand wave in the podcast? The, the, That'd be nice. Yes, I can definitely include visuals in an audio format. <laughs> yeah, we'll replace the logo with just a little animated thing. Yeah, I'll, I'll get one of those robots to start talking like, you are waving, you know? Yeah. Just, oh, yeah, that'd be good, just yeah. Described captions or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a good idea, Mike. That's a good yeah. idea. I feel like if we do describe captions, most of it will be like, Mike talks with his hands too much. <laughs> the, the robot gets super judgy. <laughs> <laughs> get a haircut, you bum. <laughs>